Hello and welcome to the Live Smart podcast with me, Naomi Smart, where I share my learnings in my pursuit to living a more energized, fulfilled and connected life. Whether chatting solo or with a special guest, expect conversations on all approaches to live smart, from manifestation and mindfulness to finding a little bit of magic and sparkle in the everyday. I so look forward to seeing you around here to learn with me on this journey. Welcome to episode three of the Live Smart podcast. Before I get into this episode, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who has supported me on the first couple of episodes. I have been completely blown away and I just wanted to express my gratitude before I get into this. So episode three, I would love to speak about the power of our thoughts and how I very much believe that we have control of our thoughts. And I'm going to touch also on toxic positivity because I don't want this episode to sound like I am uh, demonizing negative thoughts. Uh, I'm not saying that I think we should always have happy, loving, positive thoughts 24-7. I think all emotions and all feelings and all thoughts are valid. It's more that I have recognized how I think we have more power than we give ourselves credit for. And I have a couple of exercises as well that I think can really help with this. Uh, I think we are living in a time where we are experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, which is understandable. I mean, there's a lot going on, but I do feel like there is a way to help our minds to feel more positive feelings. And I would love to speak through some of these with you today. Now, negative thoughts are completely human. It's natural. Of course, we are going to experience some unwanted feelings frequently. And I think it would be completely unrealistic to expect us to always feel happy and always feel positive and always feel in love all the time. And these negative thoughts often do serve us. I think we need um, to have some of the low points to fully appreciate the, the high points in our lives. That's definitely something that I have experienced. It's that sometimes, unfortunately, we do need to go through low periods of our lives to fully acknowledge and appreciate the good times. It's just that sometimes we can find ourselves in a downward spiral where on a daily basis we are choosing the negative thoughts and choosing to focus on those negative thoughts more than the positive ones. I even recognise this with comments online. It's so easy to focus on the one negative comment out of 100 positive ones. And I do feel like our minds can quite easily be swayed to the negative and that just doesn't serve us. Why would we choose to focus on the negative when we could read the 100 lovely things and let that affect us? Unfortunately, I do think that's just human nature, but I have recognised that there are a couple of exercises that have really helped me personally to stay in the right lane and to actually feel the positivity more than the negative. And this can be on such a small, tiny scale or on a massive, larger scale. Sometimes I like to imagine that a negative thought is like a cloud floating through the sky. 
So if you really feel and sit into this, you can recognise when certain negative thoughts flow your way. And if you don't have the time or space to acknowledge them, they can actually really consume you and take over your whole day. Whereas actually, if we do give them time and space and sit down and think, okay, let this negative thought come to me, you can imagine it like a cloud that just floats into your mind in the sky, but then it drifts away as easily and smoothly as it came. And when you use this practice, you can really feel that that negative thought just wanted to have its time of day. It just wanted to say hi, just wanted to creep in just for a little bit, but then it leaves. And sometimes I think it's when we really force out these negative thoughts and we're just shutting them out like, no, I'm not going to acknowledge you. You are not welcome here. You can feel it kind of manifesting itself through your body, even physically. It's like our shoulders start to raise, our chest gets tight, our breath gets short. And that feeling can hang around for a good couple of days because we are just completely fighting these negative, anxious thoughts. It's like, no, 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 not welcome here. Whereas I actually think, let them in to just let them go again. And you can think of this also as a lily pad floating on a pond. You know, it might float towards you, but then it's just going to float away. And that's totally okay. The negative thoughts are valid. Uh, sometimes there's a reason they're creeping in. So actually, from the get-go, if we recognise that these negative thoughts are wanting to, you know, they're knocking on the door, if we just say, okay, yeah, hey, come on in, it's fine. What do you want to say? And they'll have their peace, they'll have their moment. And if you're just like, okay, cool, yeah, I hear you, they'll be like, um, okay, wasn't expecting that, but cool, I'll just let myself back out then, yeah, bye. <laughs> Whereas if you kind of shut them out, the door is locked, they're going to be banging for like a good couple of days. They want their moment. And I have just found that actually allowing them in is so beneficial. Just treating them like you would a positive thought. Just like, oh yeah, hey, that's nice. That's cool. I hear you. I'm giving you your time and space. Almost like a partner, you know, sometimes if a partner's feeling a bit yappy or a friend or a family member, rather than you just being like, oh, I don't have to, like, please don't know. This is negative. I don't like this. If you're just like, okay, yeah, what, what do you want to say? And they're like, <laughs> they have their peace, right? And then if you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I hear you. That's valid. You'll notice them literally like, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that, but cool, thanks. And then they'll probably go away. They just want to express it. They want to unload. And I think sometimes we have that too. We just want to unload our negative thoughts. And rather than letting it build up and up inside and you're getting tenser and tenser and you're not allowing it in, you can find yourself actually taking it out on other people, you know, on your partner, on your friend, um, on your... Uh, colleague even you can just find yourself snapping for no reason and you're not even annoyed with what they're doing or saying it's just that there's this kind of anger or sadness or or something inside that you haven't been expressing or um, allowing to simmer up to the surface and release that it will somehow find itself coming out uh, that's the problem I think with negative thoughts if you don't give them the time of day the, they don't back down easily. <laughs> and it just builds up and up over time to the point that it will end up coming out in ways that aren't going to serve you or others around you. Now, I very much believe that we do have 
the choice to have kind thoughts. Now, this is actually slightly different to choosing positive thoughts, because as I've said, I think negative thoughts are valid. We just need to allow them in. And it's like, hey, yeah, cool. You've had your piece. Off you go. Bye. Whereas actually choosing kindness is different. In those moments where we're feeling a bit agitated, maybe something has just been winding us up for the day and we just feel a bit stressed, which is completely normal, is completely valid. We all feel stressed. We all experience anger. We all experience sadness. Those unwanted uh, thoughts or feelings and emotions, uh, I think, are demonized and they really shouldn't be. You know, they're just as valid as happiness and love and we all experience them. So please don't feel ashamed if you're experiencing anger. That is completely normal. We all do. I think it's in those moments though where we end up taking it out on others. That's where we actually have a choice. We can choose kindness in those moments. And I think this is almost self-awareness at its finest is where you recognize that you are feeling stressed. You've maybe had a tough day or a tough year even. You're going through a lot. But it's in those moments where you recognize, ah, okay, that's my own stuff that's going on. That's actually nothing to do with this person standing in front of me. And I'm going to choose kindness and I'm going to address whatever is going on inside me later or another time. But now is not the time because, you know, this person standing in front of me does not deserve for me to be projecting whatever's going on inside onto them. It's nothing to do with them. This is actually something that my partner, Jamie, and I have been practicing together. And it can happen on the smallest of moments that seem completely insignificant. But this is where I started calling it out with us. So, you know, if you're walking down the street, you may may be people watching and you see a stranger walking towards you who may be shouting really loudly or acting obnoxiously. And you might say something like, you know, roll your eyes and think, oh, this person, they're being so obnoxious. They're being so loud. They are not respecting my personal space. This is really annoying or that person is really annoying me right now. Instead of thinking those kinds of um, judging thoughts, let's just think, okay, maybe they're having a bad day. That's all right. We all have bad days. I'm just going to cross the street. So I'm not absorbing that kind of energy, but they're just doing them. I'm going to do me. That's the kind of time that I think we can really choose kindness. Or even, we've all been there, where you judge someone based on what they're wearing or what they're saying. And I think it's in those moments as well where we can just choose in our minds. There's literally a split second. Your mind will go one of two ways. You might start judging them for what they're wearing because you might not wear that. You're like, oh, have you seen what that person's wearing? Like, oh, wow. But instead of letting your mind go that way, think, that's really cool. I respect this person for expressing themselves. I personally wouldn't wear that, but I express myself in a different way. I really admire that person for wearing this outfit today. Or it might not be about another person at all. It might be that you wake up in the morning, you're feeling a little bit grouchy, you're kind of racing to get to the train station, you get to the platform and you just miss the train. Doors close, off it goes. Everyone's on there and you're like the last person left on the platform. 
you have this moment of like, oh, you feel the frustration, the anger, the stress, and that can immediately offset your day. That can actually affect your whole day. If you allow the stress to creep in and, and it's like, oh, I can't believe I allowed myself to miss this train. You blame yourself. You might blame the train. You might blame the person was walking slowly in front of you. You can just start spiraling and that really can turn into a really nasty, stressful day. And you'll come back feeling the stress from the morning. You might even not recognize that that bad day was caused simply by missing the train. How about we choose kindness? How about we think, okay, I just missed that train. That is annoying, but actually maybe I needed this moment to just take a breath. I actually was rushing here. I'm feeling tense. My shoulders are up by my ears and I'm feeling an immense amount of pressure. Why don't I just take this moment, the next couple of minutes, to just breathe? I'm going to allow my shoulders to relax. I'm going to take the biggest, longest, deepest breath that I have this morning. Ah, okay. Actually, maybe that was a blessing that I missed that train because otherwise I would have jumped on. I would have been checking my phone. I would have felt the tension still. I would still be in a rush. This is actually really nice. I've got the platform to myself now. And actually the next train is probably going to be quieter. Yeah, this is cool. You see how we can actually choose our thoughts? You can choose one way or the other. It takes a hell of a lot of practice. I am still working on this, believe me. But it even happens in the most challenging of times. Imagine you're having a really great day and a friend walks in through the door and they start offloading onto you about whatever's going on in their life. But it's really, really tense and you immediately feel yourself absorbing that kind of energy because that happens, right? You can be having a great day and you come into contact with someone that is just on a different frequency. You absorb it. So instead of then just, you know, allowing this offloading to go on to you too. You can choose kindness, give that person space, you know, like you would your negative thoughts now with the lily pads and the clouds that float in and float out. You can do that with other people's energy too. It's like, okay, I'm going to allow this to float in and allow this to float out. You give that person the time and space that they clearly need right now. And as a friend, of course, we're going to sit and listen. And one thing that I have actually personally found is that sometimes, and actually more often than not, when a person wants to talk, they just want you to listen. They actually don't want you to fix it. They don't want you to find a solution unless they ask you to, unless they're specifically asking for your advice. What do you think I should do? Often, if they're not saying that, they just want you to listen and say, that's really tough. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hear you. I understand. And I'm giving you space to, to talk about this. That's often what someone needs. But I think we, we do definitely personally, selfishly maybe, have a choice to choose kindness in that moment rather than absorbing the stress from another person and feeling critical of that person for doing that. Sometimes you can feel a bit angry. I was having a great day. Who are you to come in here and start sharing your anger with me, <laughs> spreading your bad vibes. <laughs> but actually, no, we all, we all deserve um, that time and space to feel, to feel the anger, to feel the bad negative energy, but it's our choice to allow that to absorb into us or not. 
This flows quite nicely actually into toxic positivity. Now I touched on this at the beginning and it's something that I'm actually fascinated by because I have definitely been in this space before. So toxic positivity is where we don't allow ourselves to think or feel negative emotions. We are just completely in this zone of no, I'm happy, everything is great, everything is fine, I don't feel anger, I don't feel sadness, I do not allow that in. But also, you don't allow it from other people. So if a friend or a family member or your partner comes to you and they start expressing bad, negative emotions and you're like, uh-uh, no, don't do this to me, don't do this to yourself, everything is meant to be, everything is fine, things will get better and this is the one that really gets me, it could be worse. Like, seriously, (laughs) how does that help anyone? I have definitely heard this one million times in my life, where you are actually trying to express yourself and, and talk to someone, and all you're getting back is, yeah, but it could be worse. Think about people around the world that are actually going through something 10 times worse than you. It's like, actually... And I very much believe this, by the way. It took me years, years and years and years to figure this one out because I actually ended up feeling immensely guilty for feeling anxiety or depression or even the slightest amount of anger or sadness um, over whatever it was, you know, could have been the smallest or biggest thing. But I ended up feeling really, really guilty about those thoughts and I, I suppressed them deep and deep and deep down within me. Uh, Because I genuinely started believing that my problems weren't valid enough for me to be feeling that kind of emotion because other people are going through a hell of a lot worse. But then I realised it's all proportionate though to us. Even if someone that shouts at you in the corner shop really upsets you and you come home in floods of tears, that's okay. Like it, it might not affect someone else. Someone else might just, you know, go with it, ride that wave and be like, oh, okay, whatever, that person's having a bad day. La la la, and, you know, skip down the road. But another person might be more sensitive and it might really, really affect them for the day and come home in floods of tears. And then if, you know, whoever's at home says, oh, come on, pull yourself together. Someone's going through something a hell of a lot worse. You are fine. You are privileged and your life is great. You have absolutely no reason to feel down right now. That makes you feel worse. And then you end up thinking, oh, I'm such a bad person for feeling sad about this. That, that, you know, they're so right. Who am I to feel sad when my life is meant to be so great? And, you know, a million people would love to be in my shoes right now. That's not okay. I, that actually breaks my heart. Actually breaks my heart and it breaks my own heart because that's the place that I've been in before you don't feel worthy of feeling bad emotions, but you are, we are, I am, you are, we are worthy of being sad sometimes. We're worthy of feeling waves of depression or anger and stress and overwhelm. Completely worthy. We all are as human beings. And so if you've ever been told that oh, someone's got it worse, come on, pull yourself together, or everything's okay, or it was meant to be, it's fine, come on, you'll see the light of the day, you'll see the light at the end of the tunnel soon, it's fine. 
you'll completely understand what I'm expressing here because in those moments, I think all we want to hear is, that's okay, that's completely valid, I hear where you're coming from, it's completely normal that you feel that way, that's really tough. Sometimes you just need validation for the thoughts more than the thoughts themselves. You just need a validation from someone else to be like, that's okay, I get you. I hold you in this space, I understand. And I must say, I have never experienced this to this extent than with my partner, Jamie, now. I can be feeling so stressed, like, ladies, PMS, like, wow, wow, we can turn into another person for a good couple of days where, (laughs) I mean, my thoughts personally completely spiral and I will just be like the most negative person in the world. (laughs) What am I doing with my life? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) And he honestly holds me. He looks me in the eyes and he says, I know, that's okay. I understand. Or maybe I don't understand, but it's okay that you're feeling this. I love you and I accept you for all you are and all you are feeling right now. Just know I'm here. I'm here to listen and I love you. And, you know, at first I was like, no, like surely not. I'll I'll kind of test it a little bit being like, no, no. What am I doing with my life (laughs) or whatever it is? And he'll say it again and repeat. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. I didn't realize this is actually what I... I need in this time. Sometimes we just need to be held strongly and and be told, it's okay, I understand. Whether that's from our mother or from our best friend or from a partner, even from a colleague, you know, like from someone to just be like, that's okay. So this is what I, I'm touching on with toxic positivity. It's that it's so important for us to validate these moments of overwhelm and stress rather than just pushing them to the back of our mind. Because believe me, suppressing these emotions gets us nowhere. They are going to come out. They're not just going to like leave our body naturally if we push them to the back of our minds. They, I really believe that they can manifest themselves in all kinds of things, even physical illness. I think if you are suppressing so much, um, whether that's past trauma, even the slightest stress, like over time, I think it can really snowball and... I think stress can be one of the most detrimental things to our health. Unfortunately, it's sad. Um, But the good thing is there's a solution. Allow these thoughts in, like I said, with the clouds, with the lily pads. And I I have an exercise here that may be completely mad. If you are someone who experiences a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of negative thoughts creeping in, I have discovered an exercise that has really, really helped me personally. And I've actually come up with a name that I'm quite proud of. It's called Maxitation. Maxitation. And the reason I've named it this is because it is essentially the opposite of meditation. I really need to Google at some point Maxitation and check it doesn't mean something else because a lot of people might be rolling their eyes right now and be like, Maxitation, that's that's actually very negative. (laughs) I don't know. But for now, I have called it maxitation. The opposite of meditation. It's where we feel a lot of negative thoughts creeping in, a lot of anxieties. We just feel our minds are spiraling in a downwards place and it's not serving us anymore. 
and we've tried suppressing these thoughts we've tried pushing them to the back of our minds we know they're not serving us so we're just like oh no this is ridiculous like just please disappear please go but as we all know that doesn't work they always come banging on the door at some point so max station is where I actually give myself 10 minutes to sit or lie down in a quiet space and I allow every single negative thought and every single anxiety that I have been experiencing into my mind. I literally welcome them in. I'm like, okay, here is your time for max citation and we are going to listen and feel and experience every single anxiety and negative thought that has been trying to come in for the last few days. It's almost like scheduling in an appointment and I think of this as I am the secretary in my brain. So I almost go like into my mind and I imagine me as a secretary at this desk at almost like a GP surgery. So it's like your thoughts are patients waiting to see a doctor and then you are the secretary. And it's like this this doctor's surgery has been fully booked for months. So you have got a lot of angry patients banging at the door like, uh, hello, let me in. I'm waiting for this appointment. And you have been saying to them for the past couple of days, like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're going to schedule in an appointment. Please like book a time. And it gets to this time when you're finally like, okay, I found a slot. It's going to be uh, 1 p.m. on Wednesday because that's my lunch break. And I know that I have at least five to 10 minutes of peace where I can, you know, sit outside or I have a quiet room that I have access to and I can just sit and I have quiet time. This is your appointment. Please show up. All of you negative thoughts, all of your anxieties, all of you patients that have been waiting for a while for this appointment, please show up. This is your slot. And so the appointment comes 1pm on a Wednesday. And you sit down and you welcome in those thoughts. You close your eyes, preferably you're on your own where you're not going to be disturbed because you, you don't want to be thinking, oh, someone's going to walk in or I should be doing something else. Preferably this time is completely for you. You're in a quiet, peaceful space alone. And you allow one by one these negative thoughts to come in for their appointment. And all you do is you let them in and you give them their moment I almost imagine them like coming into the doctor's room and they're standing there in front of the doctor and they're just like, my boss isn't giving me the time of day and ah, I'm not being recognized for my talents and what, whatever it is. And the doctor's just there nodding his head like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And this person, this patient really has their moment. They're giving it their all. I mean, you've ignored them for the past couple of days. Like you haven't given them this appointment. You've been shoving them to the sides. They're angry at this point. You give them their moment and then they just walk out the door. They're like, okay, cool. I've had my piece. I'm going to go now. And off they go. You let the next one in and you keep on going. You let them all in, all of these anxieties until they're all completely exhausted. They've had their moment. They're like, ah, this is just what we wanted. Thank you. And then off they go. You might find there's still a lot of negative thoughts that want to come in. And you just say, okay, look, guys, how about we do this tomorrow? I've actually got time tomorrow morning this time, 8am. How does that work? They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for my moment, guys. And so you schedule in another appointment. Or you might find that 10 minutes of max is all 
you needed or they needed. And you might think about doing it the next week when you feel like you're suppressing these thoughts again. But I have found this practice so powerful. As someone who has found it more natural to suppress the negative thoughts, this has validated all of that negativity because I was very much of the feeling previously that I wasn't allowed or I wasn't worthy of experiencing negative thoughts. Whereas this is literally like we are booking in an appointment and you are going to have your moment to express everything that you are feeling. And that is totally okay. I am here. I hear you. It's like you're being a best friend to yourself. All you want to do is be heard and be held in that moment. And those negative thoughts are exactly the same. This is you essentially giving them the time of day and just being like, I'm going to listen. I'm here. And, you know, you might want to nurture yourself at the end. Make yourself a nice cup of tea. Give yourself a hug. Like, no one's there. You've got this, like, private space to yourself, right? So at the end, just hug yourself or be kind to yourself. What I tend to do, because this can be a lot, um, you're essentially letting in the anxieties and you might find your heart racing, you might find yourself experiencing anxiety that is incredibly uncomfortable, but you know it's only for these next 10 minutes. And so after that period, which may have felt like a lot, it may have felt really heavy, and that's okay. Your body needed to feel that. I very much believe that there's a reason that these negative thoughts wanted to come in in the first place. And even though it's not very pleasant to experience it at the time, I do think to a certain degree, it will serve you because you are releasing this energy that has been kind of building up inside in dark places. So what I do is after this, the 10 minutes are over, I slowly open my eyes and I find a still spot in the room to just focus on and just reground myself and find peace, let myself calm down, you know, that's a lot. Okay. I've just felt all of these anxieties that have been creeping into my mind the last few days. Ah, I feel a release. Take a deep breath, breathe in. And then as you breathe out, visualize you letting out all of those anxieties, all of that depression, even letting out those patients that have been waiting, that have been banging on the door like a mob outside, breathe them out and then see how you feel. And then maybe, you know, you're going back into the office, back to work, or go for a walk if you have the time, have some nice lunch, nurture yourself, be kind to yourself. And I have actually noticed the benefits of allowing these negative thoughts in. So this again is where we choose kindness, because you are being incredibly kind to yourself. You're allowing those patients in, that you haven't been. And this really is a practice of choosing kindness. Um, of course, I think it's also important to touch on the fact that it is sometimes really hard to always choose kindness. You know, in unexpected events that happen, sometimes we're not in control of our lives. Um, I've definitely realized over the past few years that we're not in control sometimes, a lot of the time. Um, you know, maybe someone gets sick, maybe you get sick, or maybe someone leaves and you're left heartbroken. It's really hard in those moments to choose kindness because you're experiencing all kinds of anger to others, but also to yourself or maybe to the universe. It's like, seriously, why? Why would you do this? This isn't fair. And 
I wholeheartedly understand how in those moments it's hard to choose kindness. Um, but I think there are moments throughout healing where you can choose one path or the other and you can choose the path of essentially feeling sorry for yourself and staying in, in a dark place or you can choose to get out of this. It very much is a choice. You, you need to be willing to work on it. To You need to be willing to heal. Like, you can put someone through all the healing in the world, but if they don't want to feel healed, they're not going to. It is a switch in mindset to be like, I want to heal, I want to grow, and I want to use this experience to make me the strongest version of me that I have ever been, and I'm going to use this as that opportunity to truly heal. So it's not easy. Um, choosing kindness isn't easy. Choosing kindness to yourself, I think, is actually harder. Sometimes it's easier to be kind to others than it is to us. Um, so we need to we need to schedule in those times to be kind to ourselves. It's so important. In the same way that sometimes when we're experiencing all kinds of emotions and feelings and we're having quite a tough day, we recognize that we can take it out on others uh, if we haven't allowed ourselves to fully express ourselves. I think it's really important to recognize when actually someone else around you is doing that. I actually learned this many years ago uh, this didn't come from the journey that I have been on the last few years. This hasn't come from me doing a deep dive into myself and psychology and my inner world and my outer world. I actually learned this when I would have been 18 years old and I used to work in a shoe shop. I would experience all kinds of customers. I must say generally very, very lovely and I loved being around people. I loved serving people. It was fun. But sometimes every now and again, and if you work or have worked in service, you'll completely understand this. You will get a very difficult, angry customer for no reason. They'll just come in and you sense their energy and they are like throwing shoes around. And sometimes you think they're going to throw one at you. And they are so demanding. At first, it really upset me. I do think I'm a sensitive soul. And there were many tears in the uh, storeroom of like a customer being really mean. And you just had to like, oh, kind of feel this like sadness or anger and then kind of put on a brave face and go back out and just continue for like the next 30 minutes with them um, being horrendous to you. But over time, I ended up understanding that that was nothing to do with me. That is nothing to do with the, the shoes. This is nothing to do with the store. This is nothing to do with me as a server. This is actually everything to do with them. They are simply having a bad day. You have no idea what a stranger is going through. So if you come into contact with someone that is really throwing their weight around and taking it out on you and taking it out on others around them. I think it is so important to take a moment to recognize this is not me. This is them very much projecting their inner world onto me. 
And I'm just going to treat them with kindness because actually they need it more than anyone right now. And you'll never know probably what it is that's affecting them because they're a stranger. But just allowing yourself to believe at least that they are going through a really, really tough time and they clearly haven't been expressing themselves in a way that they probably could be. And they aren't releasing these inner emotions that are completely tearing them apart. It's really sad. And, you know, of course, they're feeling a lot and it's coming out in the tiniest ways of, you know, a young 18-year-old girl just trying to find them a pair of shoes that fits them. <laughs> like, it is not that girl's fault. Um, it's actually just that they haven't allowed themselves to release whatever it is that's going on in their world, which is completely fine. It's completely normal. It's incredibly sad. But if we just accept that this is them projecting that onto us and it's nothing to do with us, it can be huge. It can affect your life in a way that you just wouldn't believe. I I think I used to take a lot from other people and being quite a sensitive person, I would very much like blame myself or feel really sad and it would really affect me. But then there is a moment where you, when you recognize this isn't anything to do with me, it's all them, you're not taking on other people's energy anymore. It's like um, energetic hygiene in a way of just like, these are my boundaries this is my energy. Yours is very, very different right now, but I'm not going to allow yours to be a disease to mine. Like whatever you're going through, like fine, but I'm not actually going to allow that to affect me personally. I'm actually just going to show you kindness right now because that's what you need. It's really, really hard, especially if it's actually coming from a loved one. I think it's easier if it's a stranger, like the example I've given, but if it's a partner that's doing this to you, that is having a really tough time at work or just privately and they are not releasing or expressing these emotions in a way that they could and that they're taking it out on you because you are the closest person to them it's incredibly hurtful and of course it's only natural to take that personally but I think gaining this kind of self-awareness can help in awareness of what other people are going through and sometimes you just need to give that person space to offload um I don't think it's right to be cruel to your partner like I don't think we should absorb that kind of energy from anyone and that's where personal energetic hygiene is so important but to recognize my partner or my loved one is going through a lot right now they don't mean what they're saying right now they just haven't given themselves space and I'm actually going to allow them to have space now to express everything that's going on without them taking this out on me. That is so important. And don't forget how important that is for you to do as well, to actually come home and say to your loved one, I'm feeling a lot. I really don't want this to manifest in a way that I am taking it out on you because you are the closest person to me and I deeply love you and I'm, I feel safe with you and we're very close, it would be quite easy for this stress to start coming out and me projecting it onto you. So instead, I would really love a few minutes tonight to just talk. I don't need any answers. I don't need any advice. I don't need you to fix it or find a solution. I just want you to listen and I'm just going to talk. 
And I think you'll find that, of course, your partner will say, yeah, absolutely. Like if they're the right person for you, they will completely understand and they will just sit there and listen. And that's sometimes all we need. We just need someone to listen and hear us and validate our emotions. Moving on to the Q&A section of my episode. I love this part. This is called If I Were You. And I am going to answer a couple of questions that um, my followers have submitted onto Instagram. Don't forget you can submit your questions just by DMing me on Instagram for the next episode. I always release in my stories what the topic is about. And there's a little question um, section there. So submit them. Look out for them. So the first question is, how to not be scared of your thoughts going to dark places and not finding a way back? I would say the number one thing is to surrender and actually say, okay, mind, I'm going to allow these thoughts in. Um, Let's actually surrender and listen to what's coming up. This is like the max citation that I spoke about that is essentially surrendering and you're allowing whatever is coming to you. I very much do feel like there's a reason that you'll be having these kinds of thoughts. There's something there and you're only going to find the root of those thoughts if you allow them in and surrender. And sometimes it's really scary. And that feeling of anxiety is not one that we want to choose to have. But I believe that it's going to be creeping in if we don't address it anyway. So to just find a time to surrender and feel it all is so important. And also think of them as the clouds and the lily pads, you know, like floating in, you allow them in, and they're just going to drift off on their own anyway. I think it's important to understand that we have full control of our minds. No one else is in our mind. No one else can read our minds. No one else has access to our minds. We do, and we do have control of our minds. So that can feel very empowering when we when we realize that. Um, also, I would say journaling is such a great exercise to just scribble down everything that you're feeling. And then often it's like, oh, that was such a release. Thanks. The next question is, can I think myself into a new job? I love this question. Yes, I very much do believe that we can. This is manifestation. And I very much believe that if we start believing that we already have something. In this case, it's a new job. So start acting like you have that new job. It can be incredibly powerful. So almost meditate into what does it feel like to have this new job? What would you wear? How would you talk? How would you act? And start imagining your life with this new job. And I truly believe that your reality can turn into those thoughts. It's an incredibly powerful practice. So I do believe that you can think yourself into a new job. The third question is, what do you think of manifestation? I'm torn between helpful tool and elitist BS, to be honest. I I do hear you. Uh, I've definitely been in a space before where I have felt that manifestation, oh, I've just rolled my eyes at it as like, how can someone say that you just simply need to imagine a million pounds and then it will turn up into your bank. It just sounded completely ludicrous to me. And also I get what you're saying, like elitist, oh, it's, you know, very well and good, you, a millionaire, saying that you just imagined a million pounds. Like, cool. (laughs) I don't think everyone can do this. Otherwise we would all have it. Um, But 
I think the power of our thoughts is immense and I don't think we have even scratched the surface with the power that we have with our thoughts. I genuinely believe that everything that I have achieved has come because I have believed it can and I have thought into this a lot and I have in the past created full mood boards of my career, of a partner that I would love to have, that I feel I'm worthy of having, that I am deserving of, of a house that I want to buy. I have honestly thought all of this up to an absolute T with the details and everything as if it has already happened. It's not like I wish for this, I want this. It's like, no, I'm going to have this. This is my future self. I'm going to have a partner that I deserve. It's an interesting one to think, you know, is manifestation real? It's like, is it magic or logic? Is it a placebo effect or does it really work? To be honest, for me personally, I'm like, does it matter? Like, it's working. Manifestation works, whether it is a placebo. Like, let's just say, okay, if you put yourself in the mindset of your future self, your reality reflects that. Well, that kind of makes sense logically because you're so focused on where you want to go. It's like tunnel vision. It's like, yeah, that is, that's the job that I want. This is the career that I want. You are going to be so focused then on working towards that and actually taking the steps to get there. So that's a more logical way of looking at manifestation. And maybe that is what it is, whether it's magic or more practical and logical. For me, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like it works, (laughs) you know? So that's my kind of take on it. I do believe in manifestation. And then the last question is, is the reverse true? Can bad things happen to us by bad thoughts? Unfortunately, yes, I do think that's true. Bad thoughts limit us. So if we are thinking, oh, I'm never going to get a promotion. I'm never going to build my career. I'm never going to find a partner like my friend has. And oh, I'm never going to be as pretty as that person. I'm never going to dress as well as that person. I'm never going to have that car. You know, those kind of thoughts. I do think your reality will reflect it. It's like annoying, but it's true because you're essentially limiting yourself. They're limiting beliefs on yourself. So if you don't think you're worthy of it, I really don't think it's just going to happen. Like these things don't just happen by chance or by luck. Sometimes they can, but like, I think we need to believe that we're worthy of them because what if you're in that kind of limiting mindset of, I don't deserve that kind of person. And then the next day you meet this dream man that you're just like, head over heels for instantly. And he comes over and starts talking to you. If you don't think that you're worthy of that kind of man or woman, if you don't think you're that deserving of that kind of partner, you're not going to be open to that kind of love. You're going to think, ah, no, I can't, no, this person surely is not interested. Like me, seriously, like look at me, look at me in the mirror. I see myself and I'm disgusting. I am not deserving of this. And you will actually shut that down. Even if you don't verbally shut it down, energetically, it's not going to work because that person will feel that. I think there's so much in terms of um, chemistry, connection, that comes down to energy. And if your energy is not open to that kind of love or partnership because you don't think you're worthy and deserving of it, it's it's just not going to happen. Like it's 
going to clash. Whereas when you are in a place of feeling like you are deserving, you are strong, you are beautiful, you are powerful, and you are worthy of this kind of partnership. When this person walks in and comes into contact with you, you will be radiating that kind of energy. And if this person is in the same kind of zone, the same kind of frequency, it will be like you're magnetized because you truly believe that you are worthy of this kind of love and partnership. So yes, I do think uh, bad thoughts can lead to uh, the reality that you are manifesting. I think you can manifest negatively as well. This is kind of touching on mind-body medicine, which I think would be a whole other podcast episode in itself. I learned a lot about this in Bali and how uh, our negative thoughts can manifest themselves in our body physically. Absolutely fascinating. Wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't had experienced it. But yeah, this is definitely another episode. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I am having so much fun recording these podcast episodes. So I hope you are enjoying listening to them just as much. Um, Thank you for submitting your questions. Don't forget that you can submit them on my Instagram and don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on. And I will see you next week.